Thank you for listening to our Chat Canna broadcast. This podcast was originally created for our YouTube channel and is being rebroadcast here for your convenience. We'd like to thank the folks at Canna RHX for providing this Chat Canna podcast. And good morning, everyone. It is October the 19th, and I'm telling you, frost on the pumpkins this morning. It's as cold as it's been uh, this year, at least after this summer. When we count this year, we don't think about last winter because that was so long ago. Look who's with us today, Veronica from Prairie Products down at Fargo. Good morning. How good morning. Art, how art thou? I'm good. I'm good. It's a good day at Prairie Products today. A good new oh. day. Uh-oh, the doors are doors are open and product is flowing in. Yeah, it is. It's time for us to you know work with the people that are done drawing and ready to come on in. Fantastic. Fantastic. So what's the feeling? What are you getting from the growers? Good year, regular year. Can't be a bad year like last year felt. I mean, it's gotta be, it's gotta be way above that. And then how much more above that? I think really good year for a lot of the people I've talked to. Um but there are challenges still. I mean, for first year growers, maybe they were challenged with how, you know, how am I doing everything, right? How am I, what are the choices I'm making? Seed, starts, with that, what kind of uh, additions that I've been making to the soil, um, pests, um, everything. I think every region faces different challenges from water to pests to not enough water. Oh, everything, everything. And it's, it's uh, yeah. If anything, this year was an interesting year for water, at least in the Grand Forks area, because, you know, it's not like when I was a kid. And and even when you were a, you're, you're a generation behind me, you know, we got those spring rains and it was almost like too much rain. The ditches would get full, but the ground was saturated. And then we got enough rains to kind of carry us through into what the different crops needed to get harvested. And it's like those spring rains for years now just don't seem to come. We get a couple of big rains through in the summer, but it's not like the old days when we could just count on getting those three-day soakers. Usually they fell right on opening of fishing. I remember it was like, really, God? Really? You got all these days around here and you do it right on the opening of fish? Dad would always go, no, 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 no. We'll always, we take it. It comes, we take it, we're happy. Doesn't matter if it's raining when we're out in the boat. That's okay. That's all right. You know, he was, he always was appreciative of, he never, ever, never, ever complained about what, uh, you know, what God was giving us for the weather because he had lived through enough times when it wasn't so good. So, mm-hmm. so, but, but the, you know, the cycles are changing and I don't know what it is. You know, it's, if it's the heartbeat of the earth, you know, doing what it does or whatever, but it's definitely different from my youth. And I'm sure somewhat different from your early times because uh, so that's got to be a change for for hemp farmers, too. We were so small this year that we could, you know, we were doing it with a with with a hose and a handheld. It didn't matter to us. So. Well, I think that's the other big uh, differentiation, though, is a lot of the growers that we worked with in our first year and will continue to work with did a lot of their work by hand. They still had smaller grows in comparison to what we see here in the Midwest. And they, you know, I always laugh at, like call it like large scale farming. So I think now we have seen more and more larger growers doing more and more acreage in the Valley. It will be interesting 
how they use more traditional post-production harvest methods yeah. to change this, um, to change how we process hemp ultimately and what the market looks like. So there's a lot, a lot ahead. And you, you know, there's a lot of talk about potency, of course, and what um, uh, adding mechanized systems does to potency. So. Okay. Well, you got your thumb on top of it. So we're going to be waiting to get some more reports as the weeks go on here. So this will be great. This will be great. Well, today we have an interesting news story that came out over the weekend. And I, I guess I was, I'm really happy about the news story because in all of my business, you know, I kind of started in business in about 1982. And the U.S. Small Business Administration, to me, has been more of a political thing that sits there and they put out bulletins. And, you know, I've always kind of felt here in the businesses that I've been in that they really, there are a lot of this. I got to get in the camera here. There are a lot of this, but they're, they're, I haven't really felt that there are a lot of action. And boy, they just did some astounding thing here this month. Um, they, they put a formal comment in, a strongly worded letter to the U.S. Department of Agriculture's uh, Marketing Service Survey Department, uh, which, you know, ended now last week, where they were taking comments from all of the people involved in hemp as to, you know, what should happen, how it should be changed, what should happen. And it was just interesting that they took this big, strong stand, and we have to salute them for that. This is mm -hmm. really neat because they could have just been quiet or come out with a little fluff piece or something like that. But these guys not only came out with five really strong things that I can't imagine any hemp farmer would disagree with, but along with that, you know, they backed it up with research and, and just really put it in there. And the five things are, and I know you could name them just, just you know, in, in your mind, but allow for remediation if it's a non-compliant crop. And that's fancy words for the fact that if somebody goes over the point three, that it's not just disposed of, that there's something else we can do for it. Item one, lengthen that 15-day harvest window from the time that you, I got to get in my camera again, from the time that you, you know, file to get your crop tested, the, you know, they want to have it, well, you got to get it off in 15 days. Well, that's just too short of, you know, between weather and and uh, availability of machinery and help and everything, too small of a window. Include more than the top one third of the plant when you're testing. As you were just talking about earlier in our show today, we just don't know where all the CBD and maybe that 0.3 stuff that we're checking for is in the plant. So it's not fair to just go where we know it's concentrated when we're bringing in a significant amount of the plant for production, right? And then the uncertainty of sampling to account for how it's different in the field. You know, they can go across a pretty big field and take 30 samples. Well, you know, uh, uh, our friend Mr. Adams over here talks about even CBD, he's planting 20,000 plants per acre. How are 30 plants a representative sample of 20,000 plants on one acre? And with him, we're talking 80 acre fields. So they're saying that it's not a it's not a big enough, fair enough sample. And the last thing is, of course, that requirement that the testing has to go to the what is it, 14 registered USDA Drug Enforcement Administration laboratories. So it's, you know, just the five, again, I can't find the camera today. It's just the five big major things uh, that that are kind of in the hemp 
growers or anybody in the hemp business is kind of, wow, these are just not maybe the most fair to hemp uh, operations, both uh, farmers, processors, everybody along the way. And that the S, uh, uh, SBA, the Small Business Administration, came out and, and really said, look, we believe that you need to really look at these uh, is really a wonderful thing. And I mean, anybody that has anything to do with them, that talks to them, that interacts with them in, a, in any kind of way should send a message up the line saying, thank you. You know, mm -hmm. this is, you, you stood up and you did something and we appreciate it because this is more than, this is more than just, like I said, like my experience with them over the years has been kind of more of a PR, gentle, go with the wind. And they, they really did this. And that's, they didn't have to do this. I'm sure that um, some people were disappointed that they did it and they did it for the hemp industry and there's a new wind and it's really great. And that was, that's kind of where we wanted to go today and just say, that's what's, that's what's happening. So your SBA, um, when I was a kid, there was a, you know, it was during the Vietnam war and there was ads out sleep well tonight. Your national guard is on duty. That was uh, those were ads and stuff. And it's like, well, you know, we can sleep a little better tonight because I think the SBA is uh, they got their pulse. They got their thumbs on the pulse and I'm real happy for them. And uh, now we got to get a few more on. But, you know, this is just baby steps. It's just baby steps. So it is. But it's still ally building and really good allies to have. Uh, and this is an area where we know uh entrepreneurs are looking and wanting to get information and utilize services. So for them to say these things can only help our industry and people not feel scared of joining and participating to improve all aspects of growing, producing hemp. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So for a Monday, it's like great news. And let's make sure that every day this week, we're going to step it up somehow. So it's going to be, if we could just... I was going to say get the weather to cooperate, but you know, it's, we're approaching the end of October. It, it is actually wonderful weather for the end of October. I can't, it is, it was just, I had this fallacy that what we were going through was going to just continue. So the motor homes all pickled. I don't know if you know that word, but it means that all of the water's out of it and the, the juice that's in it that can't bust the lines is in it. It's all put away. Everything is, all the equipment is off where we kind of leave it set out so that the snowblower, should we need one of those, uh, can come through and not hit any machinery. So we're we're getting ready for the next tucked season. In. Tucked in. Everything's moving to the indoors now and, uh, and uh, exciting. And, uh, you know, we talked about it with, see, uh, Sites, Peter Sites, Pete, a Thursday ago from St. Paul, mm -hmm. the vegetable guy. Yeah. We can't remember his first name. Paul, Peter. Oh, it's not Patrick, right? Pat, Pat Seitz. See, you got it. Yeah. You got it. Anyway, and uh, I think we're going to just, for us, for our own stuff, but we're going to make a little thing of microgreens and see what it's like to have some fresh, fresh stuff on our salad. So maybe in a couple, few weeks, we'll, if we get past Fargo, I'll have a little baggie for you and say, That'd be here's, awesome. some, here's some microgreens. So one That'd of the be side awesome. benefits of having lights on in a building. So, mm -hmm. hey, you have a good day. Hey, you too. It was nice to see you today. Thank and you, everyone. You thank you. Thank you. That was uh, Have You Heard, the Monday, Wednesday version of Chat Canna, everybody. And of course, 
my wonderful host, co-host, Veronica from Prairie Products down in Fargo. Uh, check them out. What's the website? Tell me the website name. Uh, prairieproductsnd.com. Check out our services and our products. Yeah. If you got some hemp needs processing, she'll take it from one form and turn it into another for you. So that'll be great. We have some products coming out too, but I can't, I say, Casey, let me talk about them. He goes, no, no, not yet, not yet. So soon we'll have some fun stuff to talk about. Have a great day. See everybody.